to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra, the Watchful. Welcome to Follow Up Friday, where we answer all of your uh, Ravens thoughts from last week, um, comments in the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just the best. It's just it's just the best time. It's just it a is. great episode. You know, I, I don't want to pat myself on the back too much here, but we're just we're just the best. All right. We're just great. OK. <laughs> Yeah, Sir Ezra and I, I, uh, you know, we record these on Sundays, and we both just spent the last two hours uh, looking for new jobs. So yeah, uh, yeah. You know what else we did? You know what else we did? We start. We we spent the last couple hours also in there. We we were looking up podcasting stuff, you know, and and whatnot. Let me just tell you, a lot of the stuff out there, man. What's what's going on? Yeah, I don't know? know. Like I listen to something, and I'm just like, what? Like. I don't know, man. I, I don't want to say anymore, but like, I just, guys, we're here. We're here for you, okay? Yeah, you, you know, know what, Matt? You know, you, let me tell you. Go yeah. ahead. We were, we were talking the other day about, you know, we're always looking at how to restructure things, right? Like, we look at other podcasts and we, sometimes we're just like, we, don't, we just don't want to be those guys. You know, a lot of people hide things behind paywalls and stuff like that. And that's just not our, that's just not our real strategy. Yeah, we have our patron. Yep. Um, but, you know, we, we kind of decided, we're like, at that point, like, our patron black council stuff is it's our ninth episode of the month. Yeah. Right. Like yep. we're already, we're, we do eight episodes. Like some, some other, some other people do like, they'll do like four and then they'll do like five Patreon things. So it's like, you know, we view, I, I I'm, you know, I kind of view this as like as a consumer. Right. So yep. the idea is, um, I'm a big fan of sports radio, right? Like I was, hold on a second, hold on a second, Matt, hold on, sir, Matt here, hold on. Can we just tell people this is a kind of a, a call the banners meeting? All right, kind of is. Yeah, we're having our own moot. Okay, true. So um, yeah, Sir Ezra and I were talking talking the other day, and um, you know I, I watch a lot of sports media. I watch a lot of like Colin Cowherd. I like him a lot, and like Skip Bayless and those guys. Anyway, so Colin Cowherd was talking. He was making an analogy about like drafting and like you're talking about the NFL like players right because right now as the trade deadline is approaching a lot of people are making trades and stuff like that and he was talking about um the Dallas Cowboys traded and got Amari Cooper wide wide receiver right and so he was talking about how the Dallas Cowboys can now saying things like instead of saying can't we can right like well now we have a big wide receiver so we can stretch the field right so we can and those are kind of the things. And he's like, as a consumer, he was talking about getting TSA pre-check. He's like, now when I go to the, 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 when, yeah. I go to the when I go to the airport, right, I don't have to say, well, like, I can't, you know, I can't wear those shoes because they'll take too long to take off or I got to wear a belt or whatever. He's like, now yep. I, he's like, now I can. I can wear the shoes I want. I can wear a belt. I don't have to worry. And so we were, Sir Ezra and I were talking about our Patreon and, and stuff like that. And we're like, you know, we and the structure of the show and because we've talked to other podcasts and stuff, and they're like, well, why do you guys do so many episodes? Well, it's yeah. because we like the freaking realm, okay? Yeah, get, That's yeah. why. Because okay? we're a listener-first yeah. podcast. Like, yeah. it's not about making money. It's about, like, putting our listeners and our and our bannermen first, okay? It's the kind of podcast I would want to listen to. I want as much content as possible. And, you know, it's like eight episodes, like that's a lot. Other yeah. people, other people do like two and then have a, a you know like eight Patreon episodes or something. Well, that's not what it's freaking you know, about. Okay, it's about I, it's about the community first. Let me tell you something, sir Matt. You know, back in the day, I swore before the eyes of gods and men to defend those that cannot defend themselves. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I am here, right, to make sure that I spread this great juicy goodness that is, you know, okay. a song of ice and fire. All yeah. right. And Try and stop me, okay? Yeah. Well, you know the, the other thing too. Like, remember, remember, remember that one time we got a, we got a crow, and someone was saying like, I don't understand why you would like even discuss that theory. Because again, you can as a listener, and people have said this in the Ravens. You, you can. can, you can, you can submit whatever Raven you want, and we'll read it as long you know. That's right. As long as we have time. That's how that's yeah. that's how it goes. Okay. So that's just how we run it. We're a listener, yeah. you know, first podcast. It's all about it's yeah. all about it's all about the community. So right. Anyway, we've just so been fired up about a bunch of stuff before we yeah, got on here. Us, and yeah. yeah, I mean because <laughs> we're gonna do what we like. This is you know I mean we're trying to educate, we're trying to have good discussions, you know, uh, create a community. Like, is that a bad thing? No, it's not. Okay, so get out of our way. Let us do what we need to do. All right, 
Uh, yeah. Get on board. Actually, you know, when we call the banners, you need to show up, okay? Yeah. Because here's the thing. Like, you know, <laughs> look at what happened to, you know, after, after the Battle of the Bastards, all right? You know, a lot of guys had to come forward, and they had to apologize. All right? Now, look, we're willing to forgive, though, yeah. all right? Actually, there's no need. There's no need for you to, you know, to, to even apologize. Look, you're, you're, you're good, okay? We understand things are happening out there, out in the realm and what whatnot. You might have missed an episode, all right? I get it, okay? Um, you know, Lord Hunter, I get it. You might have missed. An, it, it's fine. You just need to go back and listen to it again, and you need to come back and, you know, keep listening now and keep, you know, moving forward. Here's mm-hmm. the thing, guys. I want to do this full time. I want to be able to talk Game of Thrones all the time, try and stop me. That's what I want to do. Yeah. So that's why we do it. That's why we do it eight times a week. Or eight times a month, you know. So, yeah. gosh, I'd like to do it eight. You know, could you imagine? I'd like. To, I you mean, know? it real. I, ideally, so. I would do it thirty <laughs> times. I would do it thirty times a month, one a day. But you know, oh man, it'd be so great. That's we could get through all the houses. That's why Sir Ezra point. and I are applying for new jobs, trying to find jobs that give us more time. That is a, that guys. That is exactly. What I know. We were doing. I, just, I just I just found one the other day that'd be like four ten, so I'd have three days off. I was like, could you? Im-? And the first thing I said to him, not like, oh man, it'd be great to have three days off. Like, could you imagine how much more work I could do on the channel? Yeah, see, you can, right? That's yeah. the approach. I you know. can do more. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness, man. I don't know, man. Well, the other Look day, out. Like, I'm... the other day, it was like, it was Lady, I felt bad because it was Lady Jade's birthday. I wished her a happy birthday on her personal Facebook page. But it was just like small stuff like that. It was just like, well, I want to be able to like wish people a happy birthday in the group. But I just, you know, I just got to run to yeah, work and all this stuff. And yeah, so got to figure it out. Anyway, that's what so, we're doing. Anyways. We we applied to jobs all over all over the all over the country, you know, just figuring stuff out. Anyway, guys, all right, let's dive into some of your Ravens because that's why let's you're here. Oh, first trivia, trivia winner was Sam the Hammer. I think that's yeah. his, I think that's his first winner. That's his first trivia win. Um, and uh, I think it's his second, isn't it? Is I think it? He's Maybe. won four. Okay. Well, hey, I think so. Boom, winning another one. We, I will say this: this we've never had more people submit trivia answers <laughs> than last week, and they all like they all spelled it out too. They all gave us like yeah. legit descriptions about the World Health Organization. About two years was the answer because we talked about it in the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. which also lets me know, man, right. you guys really listened to uh, the Monday show too, so that's great. Right? Yeah, yeah, because they're, they're very they're very different uh, yeah. format wise. So. Glad yeah. that that's still, you know, popular. So, okay. Um, um, all right. Let's not. Uh, oh, trivia for next week. Yeah. What do you got? How does Sir Ilian Payne lose his tongue? Yeah. How does Sir Ilian Payne <laughs> lose his tongue? Okay. Good old Sir Ilian, you know. I mean, how's Payne? That, that you know, there's I a know. there's a discussion. I know. You and I you and I were talking about this a little bit before the show with Podrick Payne. Like, what's his story right. going to be going forward? He's still one of those characters. He may have a role to play. Does he sit the Iron Throne? Right, know. right. Guys, I, I won't tell you what the question was that I came up with for this week, but let's just say it had to do with a certain member of House Payne. Yeah, rising you again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> rising <laughs> again and again. <laughs> So I mean, Jeez. just anyway, we've it, been it, a little we've been a little crass these past couple of weeks. I think maybe maybe it's time to tone it tone it tone it back tone it back a little bit. It's a hey, it's, it's not all, our, it's, it's 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 entirely it's my Gert. fault. Yeah, it is. Gert. Well, no, it's yeah. also Gur getting to us, man. You know, it's yeah. like uh, he just his writing. Like we were reading this week, and I just ran across. I mean, I started reading, couldn't stop reading until the end of the paragraph, and there it is. There's the crassness. You know. Yeah. So. All right, here we go. But. Um, this is from Blacksmith Dave. Okay. I wanted to uh, highlight what is by far the most solid theory going that has yet to be confirmed by either show or book. I certainly didn't invent the theory, but I'm firm. I'm firmly convinced it's true. Many people refer to Danny's dead son, Rago, as the stallion who mounts the world, a prophecy that Mira Mazder seemingly prevented. But I believe George loves irony and loves the idea that the more you struggle to prevent prophecy, the more you inevitably help to fulfill it. That, I believe, is what happened here. Mira Mazder thought that Rago uh, would fulfill the prophecy, but in reality, it is Drogon who might not have been born uh, had she not intervened. Why do mm-hmm. I think Drogon fulfills the prophecy? The prophecy begins. As swift as the, as the wind he rides, horses don't ride the wind, nor do men. Dragons do. His enemies will tremble before him. What inspires more fear in an enemy army than a dragon? In a separate quote, the Dothraki believe the the stars were horses made of fire. 
what better describes a horse made of fire than a dragon? Remember, it is a stallion, a mount, something that is ridden. So the stallion who mounts the world, being a human, doesn't make sense. The Dothraki respect horses, but they would never fear and revere one. But they respect strength, and there is no better uh, personification of strength than a dragon. They followed Khal Drogo because he had strength. They left Danny because she didn't have strength. They would they would follow. They would follow Drogon. The prophecy says that the prince is riding. Uh, Danny is the mother of dragons, um, which makes her the queen, and that makes Drogon the prince. Sir David wow. of Blacksmith of House Firesword, whose words are, work smart, work hard. House Firesword is a small house in the north, a family of extremely skilled craftsmen due to the high quality of their work and their small size. They were uh, never forced to swear allegiance, but have always allied themselves closely with the Starks. Sir David achieved minor fame for being able to forge a sword as well as castle forge steel, but joined Rob in his uh, forays against the Lannisters and was knighted, although primarily for his skills at the forge, not his skills in battle. Hey, all right. Hey, thanks for providing the little family history there. And thanks also for providing a really good raven. Yeah, so... Let me understand. Uh, try to understand this a little bit better. So it, the idea is that Drogon is the prince that was promised, and okay. the stallion who mounts the world, because it is okay. it is the stallion who mounts the world, right? So it is it is it is like a it is like almost like think of like the idea of like a horse that is taking over the world. Okay. Yeah. So so is but he but he died, didn't he? No, no, no. Drogon. So oh. The dragon. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay, I thought I was... I was yeah, that was going um, to be Drog... Rago yeah. was going was the son that died. Yeah, yeah, Drogon yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is the dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was th- I was thinking, uh, you know, Drogo, uh, Cal-, Cal Drogo, and then, um, yeah, gotcha, okay. Wow, okay, that's pretty cool. Um yeah, dude, I like that actually a lot. Now that I realize what it, what what the, now when I look back and I was just totally blanking there, uh, but uh, that would make a lot of sense. That it is a you know, fire steed essentially, right? You know, something that's that's full of fire, but yet you can mount it, and so it's so it's both. You know, uh-huh. um, no wait, the prince that was pro- so Azora High too. I mean, you know, yeah, is that he, that would I mean, make him that would make him a prince because if Daenerys is a queen. Yeah, that would make him if and if Daenerys is the mother of dragons, that would make him a prince. Right. Good point. Wow. That is pretty radical. Um, well, and I guess you know that. Yeah, this she's the uh, you know, Drogon is this character, right? Mm-hmm. So that's we sometimes we forget that the that the dragons themselves look back at a world of ice and fire and all of those different right. You know, dragons. I would love to see more of a well. It's like a like, distinction in right. personality. Well, you know? when you think of like Ghost, like Ghost is almost his own character because he just gets a lot of solo time. Whereas Drogon is like, I mean, Ghost. Don't forget, it's Ghost is with John. But like we we think more of Ghost as a character um, mm-hmm. because in yeah. a, and sometimes in the books we get like POV. I mean, it's John dreaming, right? But he's like he is Ghost, right? Or we think of the right. wolves as kind of their own characters because we like with Sam or with um, Bran, right? Bran is Bran is in summer, so sometimes we think in the eyes of a wolf, but we've never really thought in the eyes of a dragon. Wow. Yeah, we haven't really. I mean, y- yeah, you're right, dude. Here's something that I just came across. So Drogon in the house of the Undying, right? Mm-hmm. So when Danny's in there having those those visions. Um, it says that Drogon reacts to the visions that, that uh, Daenerys has. When they come upon the Undying, Drogon defends Daenerys by attacking the pulsating heart that stands at the center of the room, thereby slaying the Undying. Yeah. So again, you just look at the what the prophecies and, the, and how the heart would kind of work into that. Uh, I'd have to go actually to the text and maybe, maybe there's some more uh, verbiage there to, to, to support. Yeah, like, you know, the idea that it's piercing that he pierced a heart to save Daenerys I don't know right because that allows her to, to escape the house and it seems to um have seriously damaged the structure of that house of the undying itself um so Drogon's a part of that I kind of forgot that that he goes in there with her you know so I don't yeah. know man yeah. pretty neat 
Right. No, I, that's a that's a really good raven because that's like I said, that's that's not something we I think we typically think about a lot is the idea of the dragons kind of as as their own characters. But it, it maybe it is maybe it is like the dragon returning. Right. It is like the because a lot of people believe that um, uh, Drogon is Balerion like reincarnated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. I wonder if they let me look real quick here. Um is he as big or because he's not fully grown yet. I mean he's still no, he's still seems to always be growing and stuff. So could he become as big as Balerion and you know Oh absolutely do they, have, do they still have his skull, you know, down right. uh in the red keep to compare to? That would be kinda neat to see, mm-hmm. I think. So uh yeah. I love his description too. Just just that you know, the the scales black, his horns, his uh, spinal mm-hmm. plate, blood red. His eyes are a smoldering red pits. You know, so... Wow, think about the imagery there. Mm-hmm. Um, the black and red versus the white and red, you know, type of things that we see in Ghost and Werewoods and, and whatnot, so... Yeah, Drogon is believed to be the reincarnated Balerion, the Black Dread, but Daenerys decides to give him a new name for his new life. A Clash yeah. of Kings, Chapter 12, Daenerys 1. Yep. Gotcha. Huh. Well, I really like that. I think that's I think that's cool. And I, I kinda hope we get um, you know, more I'm hoping even in, in Fire and Blood that we get more distinction between the different dragons, you right. know, and well, what they're like. We do well, the only dragon we really see I mean, obviously Viserion we see get, you know, hit by a hit hit by the Night King and now he's the Night King's dragon. But yeah. um I mean yeah. Drogon is the one that kind of warms up to John, right? In in the show. Like yeah. he like he he let like and Daenerys is kind of like whoa like because you know he lets John pet him, so right yeah 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 yes sir um okay cool I like that one so right, is go, it is it and then is what? it Drogon that also like kind of doesn't like kill Tyrion uh no have, Tyrion is actually down with uh so in the in the show in the show in remember the show, Tyrion Tyrion lets him out. He lets the dragons yeah, out, he, um, but it, like goes down one of them Syrian looks and, at him. And and I, I, I'm after, yeah, I think it might be. I have, I have to relook at that scene. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I'm trying to look here. Da, 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 da. Yeah, she's got Viserion and and, and Rhaegal, uh chained up, uh, which is which is you know costly uh, to them. I'm trying to see here if this says anything about. No. No, it just gets as far, and I'm looking at Dance of Dragons here, where it gets as far as Drogon taking Daenerys to his lair in Dragon, um, right. to his lair in Dragonstone in the Dr- Dothraki Sea. Um, yeah, later, just after Drogon had killed and devoured horses in the plain, he and Daenerys are discovered by the Kalasar. Yeah, so I was looking for more on whether they had yet uh, the Tyrion encounter, you know, there. But right, all right, what do you got? Um. Oh, did I thought you had one? Or I thought we were gonna go back yep. and forth. So, yeah, that's fine. So let's go with um. This is a is a long one here. We've got Lord Adam Parker from the Earth Wisdom. Uh, so he sent us one. We were talking about Lysa. I think this was last Monday, and so thought we'd pull this out here. He says, uh, "Here's a Raven on the new uh, reread chapter Lysa and why she's so crazy." Uh, the first part focuses on Lysa, and the second part um, is for fun. Uh, and it focuses on the Tully family. So, Lysa is insane and still breast and and still breastfed um, her son when he was around eleven years old. She actually thought she had a chance with. Wait a second, with Jamie Lannister, despite the fact that the Lannisters are much more powerful and wealthy than the Tullys. Um, hmm. uh, add in her her poisoning. Uh, John Aaron at the Littlefinger at Littlefinger's request in her obsessive fear over Robin's safety, even though she knows uh, that she, not the Lannisters, poisoned John. Wow, this escalates to the point that John appears to have been killed uh, in part to avoid Robin leaving home uh, to be fostered. But why is she so crazy? Lysa is incredibly tra- uh, is is an incredible, incredibly tragic figure. Uh, when she was growing up with Catelyn and Edmure. Uh, Catelyn was older, prettier, smarter, and generally more admired. Catelyn got betrothed to Brandon Stark, while Lysa 
was blown off by Jamie Lannister. Yes, that match was uh, on the table at one point. Wow, that's uh, did you know that, Sir Matt? No. I didn't know that either. Actually, I don't think I've... The, Lice is one of those characters you can really skip over and not really right. you know, pay a lot yeah, of attention kind of, to. kind of forget about, yeah. Meanwhile, Peter Baelish was uh, fostering with the Tullys and was in love with uh, Catelyn. Lysa was in love with Peter, uh, but he only wanted her sister. Peter ended up fighting a duel with Brandon Stark over Catelyn and lost, getting uh, very injured as a result. Lysa took care of him, despite, again, him only wanting her sister. Peter was hoping... Uh, oh, oh, gotcha. So, so again, Lysa took care of him. She's, you know, despite, again, that he only wanted Catelyn Tully, okay? Uh, Peter, though, he's, he's hopped up on painkillers. Uh, he has sex with Lysa, and um, he's thinking the whole time that he is having sex, having sex with, with Cat. Catelyn. Yeah. yeah, and so this was probably where the story. This is probably where the story that Peter uh, took to Catelyn's virginity comes from. So when he says that at court, this is where that story comes from. Is because he's he's uh, hopped he up on painkillers. Be- he legitimately believes right. That believes it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Lysa ended up getting pregnant out of wedlock with uh, Baelish's child. Here's where the Awful stuff comes in. Baelish was way, way, way below Lysa's league, and her father, Hoster, was furious. She was essentially uh, damaged goods now. He forced her to uh, abort her pregnancy, causing her pretty extreme mental anguish. This is where I'd say most of the mental instability comes from. Being forced to get rid of a pregnancy she actually wanted with a man um, she actually loved, even though he never loved her back. So yeah, I mean, I, th- so there's this whole piece that you know she really did love Peter Baelish and Baelish, probably yeah. was okay with like you know keeping his child. It's kind right. of a Maya Stone situation mm-hmm. too, where where Catelyn right. sort of says, you know, that like uh, low House Redfort, I think it was that you know you're too low born for for someone of that family. It's not going to work out. So that's right. the situation that well, Baelish and it's, is in. and you're and right, and you're in it, and you're in a much different situation too because you know like it's just kind of the nature of. The, if you think about that time period, right, that it, that it it's uh, mirroring is like, OK, well, yeah. if you're if you're a guy and you have well, you just have a bastard. Right. But if you're a woman, like you're kind of in a way like property. I mean, you know, like and so it's kind of like, oh, we, it's different. We need to be able yeah, to sell. yeah totally. totally. They have totally different standards. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, so like so that she can't keep that baby. But if it were like the other way around, well, like, you know, well, sorry about your luck. Like, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So um, let's see. He goes on here to kind of say that John Aaron. So so when you get to this, uh, when when John Aaron called the banners and he goes to war, right? We know that he goes to Hoster Tully and he goes to House Tully to try to get to make an alliance. And um, John Aaron found himself short of heirs in need of a wife. So Hoster married Lysa to John, uh, using Lysa's earlier pregnancy as proof that she was fertile enough to have children. Lysa and John struggled to have children, though. Uh, and only had Robert, who was small and sickly. There is speculation as to whether this was because of John, who was much older than Lysa, or because of the moon tea that Lysa drank to abort her pregnancy prematurely, uh, and whether that damaged her reproductive system. Could be both, he says. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Lysa was in love with Baelish. Uh, that that love wasn't reciprocated. Uh, she raped him while he was drugged and got pregnant. She had to abort her pregnancy and she ended up sold off like a horse uh, to a much older man whom she didn't mm-hmm. love. And uh, she has been fostering jealousy of her sister and continued love for Baelish, who uses that love to manipulate her for the decade and a half since her wedding. Having lost pregnancies uh, and having only Robert, she became incredibly um, you know, manically protective of him to the point of hobbling his development. I think... All of that would drive anyone nuts. Okay, so true. There's there's reason why, you know, we made light of you know the whole Lysa situation with the breastfeeding and all that kind of stuff. But really, uh, Lord Adam Parker does lay it out really well there that that she had a lot of issues. There's a lot of instability going on, and uh, and she's been, you know, kind of uh, abused essentially. You know. In some ways, by her father, but then also like just just mistreated. She herself made a mistake as well, uh, in falling for Baelish and forcing herself on him, you know, and that that sort of thing. So it's it's a mixed bag there, but but definitely, you know, not good. Now, 
Um, so that that was the the more serious bit here. Part two, uh, Lord Adam Parker goes on to say, I would also suggest that House Tully, at least during the time period of the books, makes some remarkably bad decisions, is obsessed with marriage alliances for their own sake, and that the crazy and incompetent is used in lieu of characterization. Okay. Uh, the Blackfish is famous for being uh, outcast for refusing a marriage alliance, and yet by being outcast becomes the only capable Tully pictured. Wow, there you go. There's a contrast, right? Yeah. Uh, Catelyn passed on Lysa's lies in order to get Ned to go south, urges Ned to work with Littlefinger when Ned wanted to strangle him instead. Mm. Um, you know, then there's, you know, arrest Tyrion, leaves Winterfell, defended by Bran, a maester and a few old people, forces the alliance with the phrase, releases Jamie, insults, Rather than allying with both um, Baratheon factions, pushes for harsh punishment of the Karstarks, highly ironic considering her misdeeds. Then she orchestrates the truce with the phrase that set up the Red Wedding. The only way we know she is not a plant designed to sabotage the Starks is her point of view chapters. So mm-hmm. I guess if you weren't looking, if you didn't know, if you just saw some of the actions um, of Catelyn Tully you, and you didn't know and you didn't have the point of view chapter, you might think that... Wow, she has really caused a lot of problems mm-hmm. to the Starks. Yeah, absolutely. And she does bring a different mindset, you know, into their family and the way of their way of, um, you know, working. The, their their way of uh, kind of uh, navigating the polit the 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 political scene. You know, it's 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 worked for them for years. So so is Catelyn's, and this is me talking now. This is I'm, I'm just kind of going on a tangent here, right? But if Catelyn you know, the, like the truce. It's like they could have. I get that the twins is the spot they wanted to cross north of the Westerlands, and they wanted to kind of, um, you know, they needed that maneuverability. But like, is there another way to force the phrase into an to an alliance that the Starks alone could have thought of uh, that was outside of what Catelyn Tully would have suggested? You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, is she a part of the problem? Is 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 her southern nature uh, and what she's learned in the South? kind of um, handicapping or crippling the Starks. It may be, actually, because when she takes Tyrion, it almost seems like irrational, right? It's like, oh, my God. But then, you know, later she makes a lot of, like, really wise decisions where she's telling Rob, like, hey, you know, don't marry this girl. Like, we need that. We need that bridge. We need that alliance. But like, right. um, But I I mean, it it is total. It is. It is possible. Yeah. So, okay, let's continue on. Um, Edmure single-handedly ruins Rob's uh, strategic planning by disobeying orders, by running off and seizing a worthless target. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. He does, mm-hmm. and he gets reprimanded for that. Mm-hmm. Um, like Jeb Stewart, he throws away the plan <laughs> in order to win glory. <laughs> uh, he then fails to hit the boat at Hoster's funeral after multiple attempts, making the Tullys again a laughingstock in front of their vassals during a war that they are losing because of him. Finally, he fails to die at the Red Wedding, leaving the phrase in possession of, va- of a valuable hostage and Jamie in possession in position to play an epic game of Hangman outside of River Run. So, yeah, yeah. he's out there trying to uh, persuade the Blackfish, you know, to uh, surrender because right. he's got Edmure out there and displays him day after day. And actually, that's the phrase. Right. Like, like they, they, they display him quite often out there and they've, they've treated him pretty harshly. But, yeah, it's... it's uh, it's epic. Um, so when, oh, where Targaryens were either great or crazy, Tullys are inevitably incompetent or crazy. <laughs> so he's kind of really dogging on the on the Tullys here. Honestly, given how much trouble the Tullys went through to set up these marriage alliances, the horrible results, and the horrible results, and how the how the Targs were careful to not marry Tullys, and the fact that it was suggested by the Maesters. It looks like Southern ambition was really a false flag operation designed to draw out and sabotage the anti-Targaryen alliance. Mm-hmm. Huh. The seed is strong wasn't a clue about Robert's bastards. It was a warning about Tully genetics and the folly of marrying into their house. All right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, so, you know, something, something else to think about with the Tullys... Um, we, we talked about this. Ter- it's not just that, but also they're they're in the worst position in Westeros. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Riverlands. Yeah, it's by it's so like yeah. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna make an alliance, you're gonna make an alliance with somebody that's like smack dab in the middle. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have you have no real 
protection other than like the rivers, right? You have like the trident, um, you know, like to maybe stop enemy forces. But like, you know, if I mean, let's say for like the Tullys could not fight a war by themselves because you would just get all the supplies and everything cut off from around you. So I would also I if I were somebody else, like unless it were a big step up, I would avoid a marriage alliance with them as well. Yeah, well, and also, they're not one of those traditional, what we have learned right. in the World of Ice and Fire, that they were kind of, big, during Aegon's conquest, the Targaryens are the ones who kind of raised them to that mm-hmm. position. You know, so I know Lord Adam Parker's just kind of being uh, oh, funny, know, yeah, yeah. you know, here and, and stuff. But yeah, it's, it's sort of like, yeah, they, they there really is, you know, the Blackfish is cool, and what sets him apart is that he refuses marriage alliances, right, as he says. Uh, mm-hmm. But then the rest of them, it's like, man... They're just a, or this is just a bad batch here, you know. Hoster right. Tully's kids, like, uh, they they go through some stuff, you know, and they're they're not um, they're not well looked upon. But yet, there's this relationship to the Starks. A lot of these Stark children, uh, their aunts and uncles, you know, great aunts and great uncles are all. Well, no, aunts and uncles actually um, would be Tullys, and mm-hmm. so that's kind of uh, kind of interesting. And you, you, I almost wondered too why there wasn't more of a uh, relationship between, you know, Lysa and Edmure, uh, and and uh, their nieces and nephews, you know, yeah. from the north. So I mean, even though like you know, Arya knows at one point that like that's she should she should head down to the Trident and she sh- or she should, uh, yeah, take take one of the forks and and find River Run. Um, she knew that that was a place where possibly she could get support. She's family. She has kindred there. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Through on her mother's side, and and uh, but the Tullys are just not. I don't know, man. It's they've got a trout on their sigil. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, One of my favorite lines is still when Arya's talking to John. She's like, "A wolf with a fish in its mouth." Yeah. I mean, does Arya I mean, even respect? I mean, you know. I know. I know. So. so that's okay. All right. Well, hey, thank you, uh, Lord M. Parker, for a great raven. Uh, we got one here oh. f- from Lady M. Okay. Dear, dear sirs, first of all, let me say thank you for the amazing work you do on the show. It's really clever and entertaining. I was looking for something to get me through a song of my a song of ice and fire withdrawal after the first reread of the series, and my plan failed miserably because uh, Ben the Knee only. Um, only drew me deeper to Gurr's universe. But hey, not complaining because the show is excellent. And you've also convinced me to listen to the Night of a Seven Kingdoms audiobook, which was great. Right now, I, yeah, uh, I can't wait to have uh, the next follow up Friday episode tomorrow. Uh, this was uh, so this would have been the follow up Friday she's talking about that just aired um last week i'm not sure if you discuss the ravens of any old person or just the patrons but i'm really curious so i'll go ahead and ask you uh, what do you think is up with sir alistair thorne is he alive if he is where can he be could he have betrayed john in any way his ranging party had ravens could they have had a voice in the conspiracy to kill john what are your thoughts Thank you again for the amazing show and your very open and friendly attitude. You come across as well-meaning guys who are honestly interested in creating a community, which helped me pluck up the courage and write to you. All the best, Lady M. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I well, love thank, that. Yeah, well, th- first of all, thank you for sending us a radio yeah, exactly. and, and being a listener. I, I just had, when, when you said Lady M, I was just thinking, like, is this M from like uh, James Bond? Like, is this like, it's just, you know, not like M? It's just M. That's <laughs> uh, great. Yeah. Well, first so, of all, first of all, let me just say, um, anyone who's who's a listener and is like, oh, I don't know if they'll read it, we'll read your Raven. Send absolutely. It. Well. You fire right, fire yeah. fire it right away. Okay. Right. So yeah, you yeah. never 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 need never need uh, the the courage to speak. Just just go right ahead. We 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 don't bite. Yep. Much. But okay. Um, All right. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Um, Okay. So good question. So the last time we see Sir Alistair Thorne is John had given him orders uh, to 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 range beyond the wall, and Alistair is angry, but he accepts the miss the mission because you remember John is also you know executing Jano Slint. So um, and then he just kind of states that he'll return from ranging at some point, one way or another. And that's kind of it. That's kind of where we leave him. So, um, your kind of your thoughts on on what's going on with Alistair Thorne, Sir Ezra? Well, uh, so so that's show, right? That's where he's sent. No, forth. that's book. Correct. 
That's a book. That's a book? Yeah. Okay, so in the book, let's see. Um, At the beginning of Dance of Dragons, remember, John gives... John is com- Lord Commander, and so he right. gives... He, he personally he, executes... Right. Yeah. Janus, right. Janus Lan- and he also... he also Because he wants to separate the two. In the show, it's, it, it happens like all at once, but in the book, it's like sev- different events. Um, right. Yeah, in the in the book in the book it's different it's different events, and he actually gives him like a couple chances in the book. In the show, it's flat out like, "Did you just disobey an order?" And he tells him like, "Piss off," and then he just executes him. Um, but it's the same outcome. It's just they're just a little, it's a, you know, you got to speed it up in the show. It's in in the book, it's a little bit longer, drawn out thing. Well, so my, I mean, I guess I'm I'm also think I'm I'm digging here for like what happens in the. So in the show, is he is, is is he still? So what did you just say that he that he's doing in the show? Like because in the John show, is left with his in the show, yeah. I can't remember if he does actually. He names him first ranger, but I can't remember if he actually leaves. Or well, yeah, not. because I mean, get his 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 watch has ended, right? I mean, he's he's been raised from the dead. When we see him in the show, he comes back and right. And I then, don't remember, but like when he after, names one of his at, friends, Lord. Commander, right? Isn't one of his friends picked? Isn't it Pip or somebody? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, John, um, well, yeah. Well, John, John gets John gets uh, risen from the dead and kills him. But before, like before that, when he names when he kills Janus Slint, because that's you know like earlier in that. Well, he in, kills Alistair. No, no, no. He kills Janus. He does kill Alistair Thorne. He's one. Yeah, he, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he does after he he's he's raised from the dead because Alistair Thorne was part. That's right, of he hung the, him. Right. Yeah, it's part of the plot, and Alistair Thorne said he would do it again. Um, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Okay, that's what I couldn't remember in the show. I was trying. To yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there. but yeah. In the books, he's only killed Jaina Slint, and it's the same thing. He beheads him. Um, right, and so we don't know if he's if Jane, if if um, if Slint is a part of the party that uh, steps up and says for the watch. You know what I mean? Like, did he or do we? No, you mean Alistair Thorne? What did I say, Slint? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Thorne. Yeah, Thorne. yeah, Thorne. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, we, he could right, be Thorn. So we don't. He he yeah he 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 totally he totally could be because those guys aren't described, are they? I mean, they're not nope. described. At- no, it's kind of a it's kind of a quick event. I actually just read it the other day, and um, somebody had said to me the other day that we don't actually have a POV chapter in which someone dies, but I mean, we kind of do with John. It's kind of really the only POV. Well, yeah, I mean, we have also we have uh, I think it's a prologue or an epilogue where right. what's his name skin changes. Mm-hmm. Um, is dying and skin changes into somebody else, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I I honestly in the books here's the question. The I think is, you know, does it happen the same way in the show? Is my question. Mm-hmm. Like, is he one of the members who comes back and 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 stabs John and says for the watch, and then he is brought back and then he ends up you know hanging those guys just like he did in the show mm-hmm. i don't i honestly don't think that's going to happen mm-hmm. i don't think um that alistair thorn is 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 uh yeah, i don't think he's there be, i think i think he's i think he's still going to be away i think he's when north he makes this, right. this decision yeah so i could see him lingering on you mm-hmm. know there you know at uh, at castle black if becoming maybe even um you know, Lord Commander. One day, I don't know. It just depends on on who, on how long uh, we see that order. I mean, because because here's the thing. I mean, so let's look at like the hmm. If we go, I mean, this is so this is so it's so tough to navigate because it's like you have the show that that has shown us a lot of things. That the wall is attacked at one point. It, it's 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 attacked by you know the others and mm-hmm. and uh, and so could he be a part of that party? You remember. How if he's gone north of the wall, he's gone in this ranging. Maybe he does come back, and he's someone who is sort of warning the wall that they're coming. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And as as like in the show, they they sent back what was his name? They sent back um, Robert's bastard um, Gendry. Didn't they Gendry? They sent him back to kind of you know raise the alarm and stuff. So it could happen in different ways. I just don't think he's going to be there uh, and and be a part of the killing. Although it seems like he would be the one who would orchestrate it, doesn't it? It's like who else is there? Right, because remember, Ollie is a character that is in the show that is not in the books, right? The little kid who kills Agret, and Ollie yeah. is another one of the ones, and then John kills him too, hangs right. hangs Ollie too. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, but so he's not a character in the thing. Um, it's is it Bo and Marsh is one of the ones that plants a dra- dagger in him that we know of. 
Um, oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, I was trying. Do you have pulled up like who? who I just I, I have like, the I have the chapter summary on on the wiki here. Um, oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. So so John is stabbed repeatedly by Bowen Marsh and other Black brothers mm-hmm. um, who attack in tears while while muttering for the watch. Mm-hmm. Who attack in tears? I mean, what's up with that? You know. Yeah. Like. I uh, Well, isn't isn't even Bowen Marsh is like saying like he doesn't want to do it but he's like he's got to like because yeah he's a steward right of the, of right. the night's watch and and yeah. he um just feels like john's taking him in the wrong direction yeah yeah i think so i don't know that's tough i'm looking him up right now so it says bowen is at first helpful to john but becomes increasingly angry with his decisions these include making um uh, a baseborn lad uh, Satin, the Lord Commander's new steward, appointing the Wildling Leathers as the new Master at Arms, Master at Arms at Castle Black, and allowing Wildlings to join the Watch and uh, and um, diminish the food supply. Mm-hmm. So, supported by most stewards and builders of the Watch, Bowen uh, suggests sealing the gate through uh, the wall at Castle Black, but his advice is re- is rejected by John. He tries to discourage the Lord Commander from leading some recruits to recite their vows in the haunted forest, suggesting Castle Black's uh, except instead, John tasks Bowen with collecting tolls from wildlings passing through the wall and sending the riches to East Watch by the sea. The final straw for Bowen is when John reads aloud a letter sent by Ramsay Bolton and states his intention to march on House Bolton at Winterfell, threatening the neutrality of the Night's Watch. A crying Bowen and fellow conspirators stab John several times uh, in the mutiny at Castle Black. And you know what, man? I mean, like, it's crazy, but like, that's a mistake John Snow made. Yeah, it is. It? it is definitely a mistake. You know, it's yeah. it's it's that's so hard. It's what Gur does. He puts us in a in this crazy difficult position where it's like, ah, uh, you know, like why are you doing that? You know, like this is this is tough. But his night, his his watch will be ended, you know, um, upon his death, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and so he so he dies, and so now his watch is ended. He's released from that vow, essentially. So, I don't know, but. Uh, Okay, here's something. Yeah, here's something. Thorn. Here's something real quick. I I just have pulled up here from okay. ra- rabbit hole territory. So okay. this this is a Reddit thing. I was just typing in Alistair Thorne theories to see you know if people are talking about like hey the fact that he's whatever some Reddit. So this guy is saying, um, wow, this is this is big assumptions here. He's saying R plus L equals J. Let's go ahead and go down that that line. John's parentage okay. will be revealed, but likely by Melisandre. John will either survive his assassination attempt or be revived at Melisandre. Um, Alistair Thorne will return from his ranging, and Alistair Thorne was a Targaryen loyalist. Mm-hmm. Will, th- will he be a Snape-like character, and it ends up he's a good guy in the end, and will come to respect John? Well, I more th- I more think that if he finds out his true parentage, he would just, you know, kind of. I, 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 he still doesn't like him, you know. It's, right. it's, I don't think he's gonna all of a sudden. I think he'll be like. I think he'll recognize him, you know, as right. maybe someone important or heir to the throne or whatever. But yeah, I don't. I don't see. Yeah. What Alistair if? Thorne. Well, what if? What if? Uh, maybe maybe Alistair Thorne, John names him Lord Commander, or something. I don't know. When yeah. if, if that does go the same way, because maybe he doesn't kill Alistair Thorne and then he. He ends up uh, naming him, yeah, Lord Lord Commander. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he does. Maybe that's the way. It, that's the way it works in in the books. Is when he comes back, he maybe he kills Bo and Marsh and all these guys who came up and and killed him. Um, but I can, but can he even do that? Is he the Lord Commander? You know what I'm saying? Like right. who? I think Bo and Marsh takes control when um, when Jor Mormont is is killed at Craster's Keep. He takes control until the election. Right. So he's probably taking control again after John yeah. has died and then Right. Well, I mean th- technic- you know. technically, I mean, I don't know. Actually, I think Gur has said that John is dead, hasn't he? Gur Gur has like confirmed that he doesn't just like pass out that he's like dead dead. Oh, he's dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. died. Yeah, Gur has con- 100% confirmed that John is dead. Yep. Okay. Yep. Boy, that'll be a chapter to read when in Winds of Winter want to, you know. I know. To see how he goes about that. Um, what if Gur really threw us a bone and John is dead? Is dead. <laughs> like, He's just dead. Like, like actually dead. <laughs> oh, like man, story just progresses without him. Then there would be no reason for anything at the wall, and it would be like it would make no sense. Yeah, it would. It would suck. Yeah. 
So, all right, uh, all right. You got uh, another, you got another one for us? Uh, yeah. Let me see here, real quick. What do we have here? Okay, from our good friend uh, Ghost of Heron Hall, we've got a, we we have a raven, and uh, let me start here at the top. Littlefinger took a moment to adjust the drape of his cape, but Tyrion had seen the flash of hunger in those sly cat's eyes. So this is Tyrion uh, for A Clash of Kings. There's a quote. Now, Arya Three, A Game of Thrones. That's the real king of this castle right there. One of the gold cloaks had told her, older than sin and twice as mean. Okay, hold on. I haven't even, I, I haven't even read the ghosts like Raven, and I, I like, what are you thinking? Oh, it, oh I, the, I, I already, two? it's the cat. It's it's the cat is what they're talking about. I already know that. I already know the the line the 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 language. Yeah, no, but I mean, why why like what's the connection though between the cat and Baelish? Cat. I don't know. I don't know. It's I think I think it's uh, so. Looking at the so, uh, it says Littlefinger took a moment to adjust the drape of his of his of his cape, um, but uh, Tyrion had seen the flash of hunger in those sly cat's eyes. So it's either a connection to cat. Catlin, um, or it's a connection to this cat um, that he is working into. Sorry, that's just my that's just my initial thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's see what the ghost has to say. Uh, that cat has a way of surviving with unchecked power. I think that one-eared cat may be Baelish. When Brandon Stark dealt with him, that nearly that nearly mortal wound didn't cut. Uh, didn't he cut the side of Peter's face? Um, or his ear. His great-grandfather was a Bravosi sellsword. Perhaps he has some unknown powers. Peter barely had any land to speak of, but now he controls the kingdom from, from behind the scenes. He owns everything and heads it all um, like a master web, maybe because he seeps information straight from the throne room. Brothels, inns, uh, sea trade, gold cloaks, some Kingsguard... And uh, the the keepers of the keys uh, are all his men. He has certainly he has certain authority over Lord Robert, Aaron, and even Sansa. Uh, he is responsible for the death of powerful and beloved people: John Aaron, uh, Sir Hugh, uh, Lysa Tully, Marillion, Eddard Stark, even Tywin Lannister saw him as a dangerous man. Your theory that the Vale will be immediately crushed by the others. Could just be history repeating itself. The veil is close, close-ish to the wall, but nearly defenseless from the north. John could somehow get word from Sansa and flee to the veil uh, when he is hopefully reanimated. Not only could he help the free folk that are in such dire straits, crossing the wall and heading south, but he would have all the power of the true Stark Sansa by his side. And I'm sure Peter would find a use for him in his Game of Thrones. He'll need an army if um, the Lord's declar- uh, Lord's declarant deny his claim. He could put up all the free folk in Harrenhal. He, uh, he has all the tools to make his great migration profitable. He's too repulsive to be fully human anyway. Ghost of Harrenhal. So, uh, that's, so basically the connection is, is like, like, is... Is Peter Baelish the, you know, the cat, you know, the old cat, the one-eared cat? Hey, maybe, um, you know, Baelish, like, again, we, we've talked about this before. I, I am totally do not believe Baelish uh, is um, going to go out the way he does in the show at all. I think he's a far, far, far bigger character in the book, has far more to play. Um, is it possible he's doing, like, it's kind of skin changing? I don't know about that, but. I mean that's that it's basically I think the question then is 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 how does he get all the information that he that he gets how does he know all the things that he knows you know because we we learn about um, Varys and how he uses little birds right, right. well some people believe uh, Varys is a, is a merman right some people believe that too so why would hey, why couldn't we believe that Peter Baelish hey, is well, you know, hey it's true okay I'll, I'll take I'll take into consideration yeah uh, so. I think it's interesting because I've, I've I have wondered like, you know, is there someone in the story who has had you know like a wound to their face or the side of their face or to their ear, um, you know, and is there Tyrion. a connection? Yeah, yeah. 
to that person and this cat and knowing a lot of different stuff and being seen around the keep, you know. So mm. just always kind of and seems... he and he is in love with cat, so you have that kind of connection as well. That's why I said, yeah, I, I, right. I kept seeing like when they talked about his like looking at his eyes and those sly cat eyes. It's sort of like, mm-hmm. well, are they talking about cat? Are they talking about the cat? You know, like is he warging into cats because he kind of has that personality? And we're warned, you know, uh, by um, Veramir that, you know, we shouldn't warg into, or, I mean, skin change into, you know, cats, but uh, you can, apparently. You know what I'm saying? So, definitely something that you that you can do. Here we go. Uh, I think, uh, so, yeah. Um, What's up? I'm just I'm just trying to find trying to find some some theories on that to see. Oh, with with Peter Baelish and the and being a uh huh, a cat. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, the word "sly" and right. "slyly" is no, used true. a lot with him. It is. In almost everything that I see, like I'm looking at quotes here on, just the wiki, and uh, he sees he's a clever. Uh, he's clever. He's, he's he's considered wise. He had gray green eyes that did not smile when his mouth did. So again, gray green eyes there. Um, let's see. The gods only know what game Littlefinger is playing. Varys is saying that to Illyrio. Littlefinger is the second most devious man in the Seven Kingdoms. Uh, Tyrion says, "If ever truly a man had armored himself in gold, it was Peter Baelish, not Jaime Lannister. Jaime's famous armor was but gilded steel, but Littlefinger, ah." Tyrion had learned a few things about Sweet Peter to his uh, growing disquiet. So even Tyrion's a little bit, you know, kind of taken back, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, where's that sly comment? Okay, so here we go. So Sansa's thoughts. Uh, he He was Peter, her protector, warm and funny and gentle, but he was also Littlefinger, the lord she'd known at King's Landing, smiling slyly and stroking his beard as he whispered in Queen Cersei's ear. And Littlefinger was no friend of hers. So those are her thoughts when she's with him and traveling with him to the Vale. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, that's Connections to him being a cat. I'd love to see more, you know, <laughs> um, lines, you know, directly relating him to the cat. And then I'll believe it. You know, then I can believe it. I mean, again, <sighs> Here's the cat like a, stays okay, there. Here's the cat's okay, its well, own thing. Right. I'm now I'm just looking at Littlefinger theories and they're all just uh they're all they're crazy. all just crazy. So here's one. Is it possible that Littlefinger specifically tries to put the Iron Throne in debt, right? Um, so that because he will and that way he can buy his way to the top because he has quite a amount of money as well. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Uh I think it's more too that he's also a warg and you know you has that working well he's working every every angle every side so he's he the, the lannisters want the crown to be indebted to them so that the way they're in control you know mm-hmm. it's like you they have to keep coming to them for money and so they have influence and so you know uh baelish is, is running that that scam as well you know what i mean but he's also you know working against the he's, he's working his way up so he's kind of using the lannisters in their bank mm-hmm. uh to uh yeah to that end i guess so uh, let's see. Hmm. I don't know, man. He's just a, he's just a snaky guy, you know? Yeah. Okay. All right. So well, it's, it's it there. Uh, do we have, uh, we have time for about one more, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one here from, uh, Maddie V who told me that my Boston accent was terrible. Uh, <laughs> which yeah. is fine. Uh, okay, he had said, "Thanks for including my question on Young Griff. That was last week. Quick follow up to your discussion. I really like your idea of him being a son of uh, says Kalia and Agor Rivers. If I'm not mistaken, both of his parents would have to be Targaryen slash Blackfires because in the book he is said to have blonde slash silver hair and purple eyes. The Targs slash Blackfires that have one parent without the features always produce children without the features. Baylor Breakspear, for instance." So young Griff would have uh, had to have come from parents who were related. Now that I think of it, in all likelihood, the real young Aegon would have had dark features like his mother and sister, um, Rainies. Just read as a as a baby, young Aegon had fair features. I could have sworn throughout history only babes with both parents having the features came 
out the same. Hmm. Um. Wow. Okay. That is interesting. I that, don't is, know that is something. That is something to consider. But um. Yeah, I think for the most part. But doesn't isn't isn't is Magor the cruel? Does he have blonde hair? Or like platinum? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. You mean you mean the 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 sons of Aegon? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he does. Because I know I King Makar doesn't, but he is down the line, so he would. Yeah. Right. Okay. So what what was the end of of Matt's uh, of Maddie's? Uh, yeah, what's his point uh, there at the end again? So basically, he's saying um, he he's saying we should we should we should can. If he was Rhaegar's son, yeah. w- wouldn't he actually have Dornish features? Sent because if you look at a lot of the offspring um, of Targaryens, where it's not—it's like a Targaryen and someone else. Their features are, are different. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I've actually looked into that. Okay, so that's what that's what I, was, I, I, I just kind of yeah, actually 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 Makar has platinum hair too. I thought he had, I thought he had more plain hair, but he doesn't. Well, who, you're thinking of Baylor Breakspear. He's the one who, right. had, like, he's his older brother, mm-hmm. and he has um, his mother is their their mother is Dornish. Right. right so right. in that example, um, I think it was one of the theories I read about uh, Rainey's Targaryen. Uh, she is very Dornish. She's like Elia Martell. She looks like Elia, right. but Aegon looks like his father, Rhaegar. Mm-hmm. You know, and so in that situation, you've got both represented. You've got okay. someone that right. that's, that's what more, I the Mad that's King what I thought, is yeah. like. Yeah, she smells and looks Dornish, right? You know, and so mm-hmm. is not impressed with the with with Rhaegar's oldest child. But Aegon comes along; he's very accepting of Aegon because Aegon looks like a Targaryen. And so uh, there's that whole bit. Baylor Breakspear again is murmured about throughout the kingdom because he doesn't look like a Targaryen. He he has the eyes, right? But he's got the the copper skin, and he's got you know um, that darker that that darker hair. But his brothers don't. His brothers all look Targaryen, like. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of have both. You, you you could definitely have, um, you know, a, like a, a Targaryen that looks Dornish or that looks, you know. And that's why I think when you look at Jon Snow and you look at like like the idea that uh, Lyanna and Rhaegar would, would get together, which trait wins out there? The seed is strong, right? So phenotype it out, whatever it's called. I don't even know. The, the squares, you know what I'm talking about? Right, yeah. And the, look at yeah. dominant recessive traits, all that kind of stuff. And look, it seems like that, that darker hair mm-hmm. color is is a dominant trait, and it's something that kind of right, you know, like sticks out. like Damon Blackfire the second has dark hair, even though his dad is like a true Targaryen, right? Because Damon Blackfire, um, I mean, even though he's a bastard, he is of two Targaryen parents. Yeah, Aegon and uh, yep. Danaea Targaryen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm trying to see real quick if there's any mention of Aegon's, like a description here. Nah. I, I always heard that he was described, like, like like you know, the one that was um, Elie Martel's son who was killed, mm-hmm. uh, that he was described as having, you know, uh, looking more like his father. And that there was a contrast between him and his sister. Mm-hmm. And so that's something I always kind of thought about. So I still think Young Griff could be that Aegon, but I definitely see what he's saying there is that like right. you've got to kind of look and and say, well, you know, uh, this person is if they're born from Elia Martell, they could look a little less Targaryen. You know, there's degrees mm-hmm. to which for sure. is your yeah, hair platinum? Sure. Is it, you know, is it uh, a lighter? Is it mixed a little bit? I don't know. Yeah, so there, there's there's all that to kind of consider, but uh, which I think is fascinating too that he's incorporated this whole idea of looking at the seed, looking at the uh, parentage and seeing where folks, you know, which which traits are coming through, uh, given these these various you know families and stuff. Which I mean, not to make light of this, but like when they go and they look at the um, Robert's one, uh, Robert's bastard daughter in the in the brothel, they look at her. You know, um, he looks at her freckled face and her auburn hair and then her freckled like chest. You know, so he's like looking at everything there to kind of. Um, she's got that fair skin you know and uh complexion and still oh, absolutely yeah she has a child that looks a lot like maya stone and robert's other children 
So not that you couldn't if he had more kids with that same individual. Not that you couldn't have, uh, you know, various traits coming out. Same thing happens with the Starks. You know, you've got Catelyn Tully and you've got um, Eddard Stark. And you've got uh, Arya, who looks very, has taken a lot of her father's traits and Lyanna's traits uh, and things. And I think, not sure if Rickon or Bran, one of them is described as being kind of... St- a little more Stark, Stark-like. I think Bran. I think Bran is a little more Stark-like. I think Rickon is a little. Right has the auburn hair, like yeah, type of thing. Because because they describe it, it's like this this almost like auburn brownish type hair that like Sansa and and Rob have. Right. Um. It's because of their mother, you know. Mm-hmm. But they, you know. So. Anyways, it's something. It's something to really. It's that's the that's the you know minute. You know details you got to take a look at when you're reading Gur's work, just to kind of see mm-hmm. uh, when he describes eye color and hair color. Pay attention, skin color, all of that, uh, because it's important, and he does it for a reason. Yeah. So, so you know. Okay. Well, uh, I think uh, we're that's about it for this week. Thanks again, Matt. Thank you, Matty V, for sending us another well-crafted Raven. And yeah, uh, yeah. Sir Ezra, anything anything you want to add before we uh, roll out? Well, here? Well, the only. Uh, the, the only thing I want to add, I want to I want to put a plug in here for uh, Sam, the Hammer sent us uh, a Raven that I want to we'll read next week. Mm-hmm. I've saved it in the doc here, and it's 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 titled um, "What's with that crow, man? What's up with him? What's up with the crow?" Mm-hmm. And so uh, I want you to think about you know some of the crows that we've encountered in this series, and yeah, we'll kind of so we, we we often go over ravens, but we are going to go over a crow next week. So because it's a really good raven, and I was looking at it. Uh, and I think we'll save it for next week because it's it's solid and we could spend a lot of time on it. So Okay. Um, well, in the words of House Smallwood from these beginnings. Oh!